You're listening to episode 208 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about why the language that you use matters. And this applies to both written form and to the way that we speak as well. But we're going to be talking about kind of how some of the words that we can use can end up sort of having a, a bit of a negative impact on us and on, on a really basic level that we wouldn't even realize and, and the subconscious associations that we can have with certain words and how that can actually hurt us when we're working towards bigger goals too. If we're trying to change our mindset about something and how important that is. And this is something that that's a work in progress for, for me as well, but it's something that I've really started to pick up on and notice in the last couple of years. And making some of these changes has had an incredible impact on the way that I show up for myself as well as for other people. So we're going to dig into that more because it's super juicy one. <laughs> but first of all, I just wanted to uh, remind you that the Speak Your Truth Academy doors are open. So this is going to be a really, really cool coaching um, program that I put together. 12 weeks long. You'll be working super closely with the people inside. All female entrepreneurs for this one. Sorry, guys. <laughs> And we're going to be doing a deep dive into your story, getting super clear on your story, clarifying your message and building your entire business around your story. Because one thing that I have learned in business in the last few years is that there is nothing more powerful than your own story. And you absolutely have a story. <laughs> you have a story to share. You have a message that somebody needs to hear to help them move forward in their own life. And you have a responsibility to come forward with that. And you are absolutely allowed to leverage that to build an incredible business to have an even greater impact. So that's what we're going to be getting super clear on. And I'm so excited about this. This has been in the works for a while and I'm really, really pumped to dive into that. So you can jump over to the show notes uh, over at roomtogrowpodcast.com or just go straight over to speakyourtruthacademy.com and all of the details will be over there. Okay, so let's get into this a little bit. This one is really, this, this whole sort of situation around the language that we use, what I mean by that, one of the ones that always comes to mind for me first when I'm thinking about this is using the word try. Because to me, if you are using the word try, you are subtly implying to yourself that there's a good chance that you're not going to do it. As much as you might have good intentions, you are probably not going to actually be able to accomplish whatever it is that you're setting out to do. And I listened to a podcast uh, recently with Chris Harder and a guest. I can't remember the guest's name. I'll, I'll reference it in the show notes. But this this guest was talking about how he he's basically a, a high-end concierge, shall we say. And he's ended up having people, I don't know, married by the Pope and like shutting down one of the biggest museums in Florence, Italy to have a private dinner for six and it, just all of these crazy, crazy things. And 
basically his, the entire point of the podcast on the episode was that he was talking about how we often don't even aim high enough and we, we don't even ask for certain things because we, we just automatically talk ourselves out of them as soon as those ideas even come into our heads. So we'll think of something that might seem so outlandish and, and out there that we immediately then switch into the mode of, okay, but the how, like how would that actually happen? How is it even possible? No one else has accomplished that or there are so few people that have accomplished that. Why would I be the person to do it? And we, we immediately talk ourselves out of it immediately. And then we end up not even asking for things that could actually be incredibly possible, but we've just already made the assumption or, or, you know, shut that door on ourselves to ever even have the chance to get there. And it's similar when we use the word try. So I, I try, (laughs) am I just negating everything I just said? (laughs) I am making an effort. Let's put it that way. I'm making an effort to not use words like that that subtly implies something other than what I am trying to accomplish or, or to get my message across. So when I say that I'm going to do something, I want to be someone who actually does it. I want to be someone who has the integrity to say that they're going to do something and then they actually follow through. And that's something that I've been working on more and more because this is also a really big factor in relation to self-integrity and, and self, self-trust more importantly. And I think a lot of us have a long way to go when it comes to self-trust, but the only way that you're ever going to be able to get to those, those big dreams that you're having is to trust yourself enough to take the leap and know that you will figure it out on the way down. And the only way that I've gotten anywhere in life is by trusting myself. And if you're somebody who's struggling with self-trust, and a lot of us are, I'm raising my hand over here because I am very much a work in progress in this. I have come a long way, but I have a long way to go when it comes to self-trust. And when it comes to self-trust, I think that's something that we have to remember is to look back at how far we've come. We so often forget to take a look back because we're so busy looking ahead or thinking about all of the things that we haven't accomplished that we, we, we forget how many things we've overcome to get to where we are right now in this present moment. So I want you to take a moment to look back and when you start to realize that, you go, holy shit, like I actually made it through that. There are people who are in awe of you, in awe of, of your story. And there are people who would absolutely love to be in your shoes and to have what you have. And the only way that you've gotten to where you are is by trusting yourself enough to figure shit out. And that is how you've gotten to where you are. So when we're looking ahead to the future, rather than using words like try, if you're going to do something, do it. And you can start small with this. This is, this is something I've put into practice over years, especially the last couple of years, is when I'm feeling like I'm, I'm really doubting myself, I'm really struggling in that area, I will start with really small promises, something that are really, really simple things that are going to be relatively easy to accomplish, but it gives you that win. It gives you that win under your belt that you need to give you enough confidence to get to the next level and then the next, and then it just continues to snowball. 
I heard um, Catherine, Catherine of Manifestation Babe talking about this on a podcast uh, the other day about this whole idea around self-integrity and the fact that well, a little brain hack that she does is that she will basically tell herself, you know, I, I'm going to go take a shower, for example, as she's on the way to the shower. So she starts to reinforce these really little things. You know, I'm, I'm going to make lunch was another example that she gave as she's already making herself lunch. And then that turns into, I'm going to go work out. And then you actually go work out. Or I'm going to, uh, I'm going to work on my book for 15 minutes. Great. Go work on it for only 15 minutes and then shut the computer down after 15 minutes. Because then at least you can say that you fulfilled the promise to yourself that you said you were going to, as opposed to saying, Hey, I'm going to pump out my entire, uh, 200 page novel today. Probably not going to happen. <laughs> and then when you don't fulfill that promise to yourself, you're breaking your own trust. And for you to trust other people, you also have to have that self integrity within you too. That's the thing. And I've seen this in real time. I have seen this happen with, with people who, people in my life who were lying all the time and to themselves, to other people, they were lying all the time. And what was most interesting about that to me was that they would openly state that they, how could they ever trust another human being? because they didn't trust themselves because they, they knew that they were lying to everybody else and themselves essentially. So how could they trust that everybody else wasn't doing that to them? They, they automatically made the assumption that if they were doing it, then everybody else must be doing it right back to them. This is really important. I really want you to understand this, that when we have self-integrity, we can show up for ourselves through the really hard shit. And the language that we use when we are talking to ourselves, even if you're writing in a journal or if you are talking to a friend on the phone, or if you're just talking to yourself under your breath, <laughs> I am not the only one who does that. I know, I know that for a fact. <laughs> you, you need to watch the language that you're using because not only can we be really, really hard on ourselves, but if we're throwing something out into the universe and then we're using words like try or maybe or might or whatever, you are basically telling the universe that you're not actually too sure about that. So, eh, like, is it, is it actually something that you really want to do or accomplish or have or, or whatever that is? The other part of this that I'm always really careful about is complaining about work that you have, but that you always wanted complaining about anything that you have, but that you always said that you wanted and rephrasing things to be like grateful or something like that. For example, when I have days where I'm really, really busy and potentially even quite overwhelmed with work, I think to myself, wait, but how fucking lucky am I? Especially right now in a time where there's this whole situation about the pandemic and there are so many people in, in really intense financial hardship, people who have lost their jobs, people who would love to have the problem that I currently have. That was a problem that I, I practically begged the universe to give me when I was in my corporate job was for my, my side hustle, my little online side hustle to become big enough for me to be able to quit my job. So I try to be always, <laughs> see, 
I told you I'm a work in progress. I'm still using the word try. <laughs> I make a conscious effort to catch myself in those moments when I am maybe getting quite overwhelmed. I, I'm, I'm on the verge of complaining or, or, you know, I'm, I'm telling a friend how busy I am or something like that. And I try to switch that language to say how grateful I am for that work because it is a good problem to have. And sure, you might need to juggle some things. You might need to uh, manage your energy better. You might need to uh, delegate some things, switch some things up so that you aren't overwhelmed. But it's still really important to recognize how much gratitude can be in that particular problem that you are maybe experiencing. And changing things around to look at look at these situations through the lens of gratitude. Don't get me wrong. Everyone needs to just fucking vent sometimes. I am never going to stand here and be that whole positive vibes only bullshit. I have said it on this podcast before. I will continue to say it. <laughs> positive vibes only is not a thing. <laughs> it is not a thing. It is complete and utter garbage. I will never use that hashtag on Instagram. You will never catch me using that hashtag on Instagram. If someone ever sees that on my account, I have been hacked because I would not use that on my account. And I just don't even agree with the sentiment because we wouldn't recognize good vibes if it wasn't for the bad ones. Not, not even bad ones per se. It, it just, see again, it, it's a language thing. We're catching ourselves. It's not when we're feeling down or overwhelmed or sad or depressed or upset. None of those things are bad. They aren't even negative. It's what, what's negative is the meaning that we attach to those things, but they're not necessarily negative. They're neutral. We just make them out to be bad or negative. And then that can turn into a complete spiral in and of itself because the language that we use matters. And we are, when we are constantly referring to certain emotions as bad and other emotions as good, then that ends up translating into a lot of, you know, guilt or, or shame or heaviness about maybe not feeling like we're flying high on positive vibes only all the time. Of course, we feel shame around that because if everyone around us is always using this rhetoric of positive vibes only all the time, if we aren't feeling very positive, we're going to think there's something wrong with us. There is nothing wrong with you. You are having a normal human experience. If you have a shitty day, Welcome to the human experience. <laughs> it's going to fucking happen sometimes. <laughs> we are all going to have those days. But when I when we're also thinking about things like um sort of future thinking and and asking for things like how I used to be at my corporate job like basically begging the universe or or, or something out there to be able to give me what I really wanted, which was a you know, a location independent job where I worked for myself and had a thriving business and all of that. And when we are future thinking, we also need to be very careful about what we wish for. Because another wish that I had was to make a certain amount of money by uh, June of 2019. I don't think I've ever shared this story before. I, I, I wrote it down in, for all of 2018, almost every single day in 2018, I wrote down in my journal, and for a good chunk of 2019 too, actually, I wrote into my journal that I wanted to make a certain dollar value by June of 2019. I wrote it over and over and over and over again. And guess what? I made that money. But do you know how that money came? <laughs> that money came to me in the form of selling my house 
because my relationship had come crashing down around my head and I had ended it after finding out about my partner's nine years of infidelity. And I made that money almost to the day, but that was not how I wanted to make it. So I am always very, and my mom used to say this to me years ago. She would say it over and over again. She's like, you know, you have to be very careful about what you wish for. Kind of like, yeah, yeah, mom, whatever. Kind of like we all do with our moms, right? Our moms know best, but we like to pretend that they don't <laughs> until they get proven right. And we're like, oh, right. Thanks, mom. <laughs> and I've been very careful ever since then. And that's something that I, I really think about very closely before I write something down or before I uh, speak something out loud. Even I try to, to really consciously think about what it is that I'm putting out there and to be very specific potentially about how I want certain things to come true. <laughs> and listen, that just isn't always going to be possible. I mean, sometimes we're going to put things out into the universe and they will come to us, but in the exact wrong, so-called in our minds or, or just a different package than we wanted or expected them to. And sometimes that can be for the best and that's part of the journey. But it's, it was just really interesting to me that I, I wished for something over and over again. And I, I felt it with every fiber of my being and I did get it, but in such a painful form that I wasn't sure I was going to survive <laughs> that entire process. It was just a nightmare. So I want you to start thinking about this more, about having more self-integrity, keeping promises to yourself, building self-trust and watching the language that you are using in your thoughts, in, in, in your conversations, in your written words, in, in your journaling, whatever that looks like to be very careful about the language that you're using and to be careful what you wish for as well. And then the added part about having gratitude for your circumstances too, because I always want you to remember that there is somebody out there who would absolutely love to be in your shoes and to have your problems. Trust me, there is somebody out there who would absolutely love that. No matter how low things get, you know, we, we are still better off than somebody else out there. And that doesn't take away from, I, I don't, I don't wish to minimize at all the pain that you might be experiencing or the hardship that somebody might be going through or anything like that, because that all comes down to uh, comparative suffering, which Brene Brown talks about a lot. And comparative suffering doesn't serve anyone, no one. And if we push down an emotion far enough because we think, oh, well, somebody else is, is worse off than me. And we don't ever allow ourselves to actually feel that emotion. That emotion will come back 10 times stronger. It's only a matter of time. So we need to feel what we're feeling. We need to go through that and to, to experience it and to really come face to face with it, which can be a really scary experience, but it's going to help you a lot more in the long run. And that sort of short-term pain so-called is worth the long-term gain, because if you shove it down, it's going to bite you in the ass later. And if you try to bypass it, it's only going to serve to, to hurt you later on. So we can have, you know, gratitude for, for our circumstances and, and whatever it is that we're experiencing. And we can have perspective 
And I encourage all of that, but I still don't want you to ever put yourself in the position of feeling that, um, you know, you should be grateful for something as opposed to just needing to vent because all, everything that I'm saying today, all of that aside, sometimes we still just need to vent and that's okay. That's allowed. And that is needed sometimes. Sometimes we all just need to blow off some steam. So this is a very multifaceted conversation. And I feel like I've touched like several areas that I wasn't even planning on getting into, but I hope that this gives you something to sit with. Um, and I would absolutely love it if you could screenshot this episode, if you could share it with somebody who needs to hear it, share it on social media so that we can get more people, um, you know, on, on board and get the message out there that somebody out there really desperately needs in their life right now. Um, so if you could tag me on social media, I'm over at Emily Goff coach. I would absolutely love to thank you for listening. Uh, I'm always so grateful that people tune in every week. It honestly means the world to me and still blows me away. More than 200 episodes in, I, it never fails to excite me when somebody tells me that they listen to my podcast. Like, really? (laughs) That's so cool. (laughs) That will never get old. So I am so grateful for your time. Uh, I take that so, so seriously. And if you have anything that you want me to cover, if you have any questions, anything like that, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, I'd love to, to chat with you. So thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I'm so grateful you took the time and it means the absolute world to me. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me on Instagram over at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday and Thursday with brand new episodes and I'm looking forward to growing with you.